0: Our summaries this week contain two cases on appellate practice. In Corbett v. Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, 2023, Arc 61, the Arkansas Supreme Court affirmed an order that denied an attorney's demand that he should be allowed to carry a concealed firearm in state buildings. The opinion is cited on a procedural point that failure to address all alternative arguments in an appeal brief is fatal to an appeal. Chief Justice Kemp wrote, quote, Appellant Chris Corbett appeals a Pulaski County Circuit Court order denying his petition for writ of mandamus or other supervisory writ, granting a motion for judgment on the pleadings filed by Appellees, Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, and Austin Booth in his official capacity as Director of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, collectively AGFC and denying and dismissing Corbett's complaint for declaratory judgment and injunctive relief. For reversal, Corbett argues that the circuit court erred in misinterpreting Arkansas Code Annotated Sections 573-122, 573-306, and 573-322, which he claims allow holders of an enhanced concealed carry license Or ECCL to interstate owned buildings with a firearm. We affirm. AGFC controls and operates the AGFC Dr. James E. Moore Jr. Camp Robinson firing range in Conway. A no firearms in range house sign was posted on the range house at the firing range. Meanwhile, Corbett applied for and obtained an ECCL. On August 14, 2021, Corbett attempted to enter the range house with a concealed handgun. He was denied entry, even though he informed AGFC employees of his ECCL status. Corbett left voluntarily and did not attempt to re-enter without his handgun. On August 15, 2021, Corbett filed a complaint in the Pulaski County Circuit Court against AGFC and its director, Austin Booth. He asserted claims for 1. Relief under the Arkansas Declaratory Judgments Act, 2. Liability under the Arkansas Civil Rights Act, 3. Injunctive relief pursuant to Rule 65 of the Arkansas Rules of Civil Procedure, and 4. A violation of Article 2, Section 5 of the Arkansas Constitution. Specifically, Corbett sought a declaration that holders of an ECCL May-Carry concealed firearms in AGFC buildings, range houses, and facilities, a declaration that AGFC acted illegally in refusing to permit his entrance, and an injunction prohibiting AGFC from denying ECCL holders entrance into AGFC buildings with firearms. Corbett also sought attorney's fees and costs. On September 20, 2021, Corbett filed a petition for writ of mandamus or other supervisory writ, seeking to enforce laws that, he asserted, allow holders of ECCLs to enter AGFC offices. In that petition, Corbett also stated that he was moving for summary judgment to enhance his right as an enhanced concealed carry licensee to enter Fish and Game offices with a concealed handgun. On March 25, 2022, A.G.F.C. filed a motion for judgment on the pleadings, asserting that Corbett's complaint was barred by sovereign immunity and, alternatively, stated no claim upon which relief could be granted because, one... AGFC is not a public university, public college, or community college that is subject to Section 573-322, and AGFC has availed itself of exceptions in Sections 573-306. 2. Section 573-322H only provides a right to be free from criminal prosecution and and does not affect a property owner's fundamental constitutional right to exclude persons from its property for non-discriminatory reasons, and three, the statute cannot be constitutionally applied to AGFC under the Separation of Powers Doctrine and Amendment 35 to the Arkansas Constitution. On April 25, 2022, the Circuit Court held a hearing on all pending motions. On May 24, it entered an order, finding, Upon consideration of all matters before it, the court hereby denies plaintiff's motion slash petition for writ of mandamus or other supervisory writ and grants defendant's motion for judgment on the pleadings. Plaintiff's complaint for declaratory judgment and injunctive relief is hereby denied and dismissed with prejudice." Corbett timely filed a notice of appeal stating that he appealed the circuit court order denying his motions. End of quote. The trial court granted summary judgment in favor of defendants and did not state the basis of its decision. When a trial court grants such a motion without explanation, it is considered to have relied upon all grounds raised. In this case, the appellant failed to address each ground on appeal so the Supreme Court affirmed without further analysis. Quote, Here, Corbett does not address on appeal the argument advanced in AGFC's Motion for Judgment on the Pleadings that Corbett failed to state a claim, because Section 573-322-H does not create an affirmative right for an ECCL holder to carry a firearm into places other than the public universities and colleges it referenced in subsection G. Instead, it only exempts ECCL holders from certain prohibitions and restrictions that criminalize carrying concealed handguns into prohibited places, but does not explicitly override the fundamental right of a property owner to exclude persons from its property for non-discriminatory reasons. Because Corbett does not challenge all the grounds relied on by the circuit court in making its decision, we affirm without addressing the merits. End of quote. A dissent by Justice Womack relied upon constitutional immunity of the state. Quote, Although I generally agree with the dissent's analysis of how the issues were framed, we cannot move beyond the threshold issue that the state's immunity applies to Corbin's claim. Therefore, because we lack jurisdiction, I would not address the merits. End of quote. A second dissenting opinion written by Justice Webb stated, quote, I have carefully analyzed all the arguments raised by appellant Chris Corbett. It is apparent that he has challenged all the independent grounds for, raised by the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission in its motion for judgment on the pleadings. At this procedural stage, we are obligated to treat all of Corbett's allegations as true and view them in the light most favorable to the parties seeking relief. Smith v. American Greetings Corporation, 304-Arc-596 Corbett's syllogism is as follows. The range office is not a privately owned building, but rather a state office. Enhanced concealed carry licenses expressly allow a licensee to carry a concealed handgun in any state office. Therefore, he is allowed by statute to carry a concealed handgun in the range building. Accordingly, this court should decide this case on the merits. End of quote. End of decision. In Pico Foods, Inc. v. Johnson 2023, ARC App 223, the Arkansas Court of Appeals, granting a motion for rule on the clerk, proclaimed that Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedures Civil 5, allowing an extension of 30 days from the deemed denial of certain motions, applies in workers' compensation appeals. The court explained, Appellants Pico Foods, Inc. and Occusure Claims Services, LLC, pursuant to Supreme Court Rule 2-2, filed a motion for rule on clerk requesting that this court order the clerk to accept and lodge the record filed electronically by the Arkansas Workers' Compensation Commission on February 21, 2023. We grant the motion. The relevant facts are as follows. On October 26, 2022, the commission filed its opinion and order awarding certain benefits to the claimant appellee. On November 8, 2022, appellants filed a timely notice of appeal and simultaneously filed a motion for reconsideration with the commission. On November 30, the motion for reconsideration was denied by the commission. And on February 21, 2023, the commission electronically submitted the record to the Clerk of the Court of Appeals for filing. On February 27, the clerk rejected the submission of the record as untimely. Accordingly, appellants filed a motion for rule on the clerk requesting that this court order the clerk to accept and lodge the record from the commission. The overarching question in this motion is whether the Arkansas Rules of Appellate Procedure, Civil apply to appeals from the commission to the Arkansas Court of Appeals. In deciding this issue, We are initially guided by Art Code and Section 119711, which governs appeals from the Commission to the Arkansas Court of Appeals. Subsection B2 provides, Appeals from the Commission to the Court of Appeals shall be allowed as in other civil cases. Because workers' compensation appeals are allowed as in other civil cases, it should naturally follow that the Arkansas Rules of Appellate Procedure Civil Including Rule 4B 1 through 2, should apply to appeals from the Commission. That should be the end of the inquiry. However, the Arkansas Supreme Court has not issued an all encompassing opinion holding that the Arkansas Rules of Appellate Procedure Civil apply in toto to appeals arising from the Commission. Instead, the Supreme Court has issued a series of opinions that address individual rules of appellate procedure. The court next addressed whether the appellate civil rules deemed denial provisions resulted in an extension of time to file a notice of appeal and lodge the record. That brings us to the issue in the motion at bar and whether Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedures Civil 4 applies to appeals from the Commission. Rule 4 generally provides for the time for filing the notice of appeal. And we know that Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedures Civil 5, which provides for the time for filing the record on appeal, which is directly correlated to the filing of the Notice of Appeal, does apply to workers' compensation claims. End of quote. While the deadline to file a Notice of Appeal differs, running from the date of receipt of the order in a workers' compensation case, Art Code and Section 119-711-B1, and in a civil case running from the date the order appeal from was filed, Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedure Civil 4A, there is no discussion in the workers' compensation statutory provisions about deemed denied rules. Looking to Appellate Rule 4B-1, the opinion noted the deemed denied provisions of the appellate rule, amended in 1999, extend the time to file a notice of appeal. Quote, Here, however, there is no conflicting language. Section 11.9.711b does not contain any language that conflicts with Rule 4b1 and 2. Section 11.9.711b does not mention the effect that post-trial m- motions have on the time period in which to file a notice of appeal. Rule 4b1 and 2 contains additional non-conflicting language describing the effect of a timely post-trial motion. Because there is no conflict, there is no reason to resort to the rule interpretation device of a special statute argument vis-a-vis the general rule argument. End quote. Creation of the deemed-denied provisions followed the 1999 amendment by the Supreme Court to the appellate civil rules. Quote, Essentially, the Supreme Court created what we now refer to as the deemed-denied rule. If certain timely post-trial motions were filed, then the notice of appeal was due not 30 days from the date of the order or judgment appeal from, rather the notice of appeal was due within 30 days from entry of the order disposing of the last motion outstanding. However, if the Circuit Court neither grants nor denies the motion within 30 days of its filing, the motion shall be deemed denied by operation of law as of the 30th day, and the notice of appeal shall be filed within 30 days from that date in effect the supreme court introduced the concept of extending the time for filing the notice of appeal until post trial motions were appropriately disposed of so for the past 23 years in a civil appeal where ti- certain timely post trial motions were filed rule 4b1 has extended the time for filing the notice of appeal as set forth in the rule That brings us to the narrow issue in this motion, and that is whether Rule 4B-1 extends the time for filing the notice of appeal in a workers' compensation appeal where the appellant has filed a timely post-trial motion. In answering in the affirmative, the opinion reasoned, there is no provision in the Workers' Compensation Act that conflicts with the provisions in Rule 4B that extend the time for filing the Notice of Appeal on the basis of the filing of a post-trial motion. For these reasons, we conclude that Rule 4B 1-2 through of the Arkansas Rules of Appellate Procedure Civil applies to appeals from the Commission to the Court of Appeals, which includes the appeal herein. Because we hold that Rule 4B 1-2 through applies to this case, The notice of appeal was timely filed on the day after the motion for reconsideration was denied, and it necessarily follows that the record was timely filed under Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedure Civil 5 because the record was filed within 90 days of the filing of the notice of appeal. We hold that this court has jurisdiction over the appeal and we grant appellants motion for rule on the clerk. End of quote. A dissent written by Judge Wood, who was joined by Judges Gladwin, Clappenbach, Thayer, and Brown, rejoined, quote, Today the majority of this court has held that Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedures Civil 4B, which extends the time in which to file a notice of appeal, applies to Arkansas workers' compensation cases. I disagree and would deny appellant's motion for rule on the clerk. Appellant's only notice of appeal in this case was filed on November 8, 2022. The record was tendered on February 21, 2023, more than 90 days after the filing of the notice. Appellants argue that pursuant to Rule 4B, their filing of a motion for reconsideration of the Commission's decision extended the time to file their notice of appeal. They contend that under Rule 4B, their notice was deemed filed on december 1, 2022, the day after the commission denied their motion for reconsideration. therefore they argued that the tender of the record on february 21, 2023 was timely. section 119711b1a provides that the appeal of a decision of the commission to this court may be taken by filing a notice of appeal in the office of the commission within 30 days from the date of the receipt of the order or award of the commission. Art Code and Section 119-711-B1A There is no provision in this statute allowing for an extension of the filing of a notice of appeal. End of quote. The dissenters concluded the appellate rule relied upon 4B1 to extend time to file a notice of appeal is inapplicable to an appeal from a state agency. Quote, in the case at bar, there is a conflict between section 119711b and rule 4b. The statute does not allow for an extension of the filing of a notice of appeal while the rule does. Following Sunbelt Couriers v. McCartney, 31 Ark App 8, the statute should govern. Further, as stated above, this court on at least three occasions has held that the Workers Compensation Act does not allow for an extension of the time for filing a notice of appeal by filing a motion for reconsideration. Rogers v. International Paper Company sixty six ARK App thirty four appeal from the Administrative Law Judge to the Commission. Hill v. Travenal Labs Inc. twenty four ARK App one hundred sixteen appeal from the Commission to the Court of Appeals. See also Morrison v. Tyson Foods, Inc., 11 arc App 161 holding that while the Commission has the authority to consider a motion for rehearing which is filed within the 30 days allowed for an appeal, the filing of a motion for reconsideration or rehearing does not extend the time to file the notice of appeal. Today, this Court effectively overrules these cases. I acknowledge that Section eleven nine seven eleven B one B two provides that appeals from the commission to this court shall be allowed as in other civil actions. However, I do not consider that provision to be a proclamation by the General Assembly that all appellate rules of procedure apply to workers' compensation cases. End of quote. Arkansas Rule of Appellate Procedure Civil four provides b extension of time for filing notice of appeal one upon timely filing in the circuit court of a motion for judgment notwithstanding the verdict under rule fifty b of the arkansas rules of civil procedure a motion to amend the court's findings of fact or to make additional findings under rule fifty two b a motion for a new trial under rule fifty nine a or any other motion to vacate alter or amend the judgment made no later than ten days after entry of judgment, the time for filing a notice of appeal shall be extended for all parties. The notice of appeal shall be filed within thirty days from entry of the order disposing of the last motion outstanding. However, if the circuit court neither grants nor denies the motion within thirty days of its filing, the motion shall be deemed denied by operation of law as of the thirtieth day, and the Notice of Appeal shall be filed within 30 days from that date. 2. A Notice of Appeal filed before disposition of any of the motions listed in Paragraph 1 of this subdivision shall be treated as filed on the day after the entry of an order disposing of the last motion outstanding or the day after the motion is deemed denied by operation of law. Such a notice is effective to appeal the underlying judgment, decree, or order, A party who also seeks to appeal from the grant or denial of the motion shall within 30 days amend the previously filed notice complying with Rule 3-E. No additional fees will be required for filing an amended notice of appeal. End of quote. End of decision.